Hello everyone and welcome back to Reading Shelter While Sheltered. I'm back from my break and I'm your host, Lizzie Sabatina. Today I'm joined with the amazing people from our previous episodes. Hi. This week's going to be a fun one. We'll be discussing adversity and resilience. Many people struggle with adversity, so let's kick off this week's episode with a game of Would You Rather. One at a time, share a Would You Rather question to which everyone will respond with an answer backed up with an explanation. I'll start. Would you rather have a picture-perfect life or be able to use your sources to overcome anything life throws at you? Personally, I would choose to be able to overcome anything because I believe overcoming our struggles both mentally and physically make us stronger. What about you? I agree with that. I think that being over able to overcome stuff would help a lot in life, no matter who you are. I agree with both of you. I feel like having a picture-perfect life also has its um, negatives. And I feel like the ability to overcome anything is just, I don't know. I find that like super cool because it's kind of hard for me to overcome things a lot because I struggle with um, facing adversities. So I think it probably be super cool. Yeah, I agree with what you guys are saying. The ability to like overcome anything that's coming at you is a really important life skill. All right, I'll read my would you rather. My would you rather was, would you rather go to school in person or online? And I chose in person because I just feel so much more engaged when I'm here and it's easier to get my work done. Yeah, I think I would rather be in person all the time just because I like having the social aspect and being able to interact with people. Whereas this, it's kind of harder to meet people and socialize. I actually disagree with you guys. I prefer staying remotely because I feel like I have more time to myself and I have, well, I, yeah, more time to think of myself and just take care of myself. And I feel like I can get a lot done at home. I can understand that. Yeah, that's a really good point. I would much rather be in person all the time because it's so much easier to like learn and just focus on what you're doing. But I completely understand the virtual aspect of that too. Okay, I'll share a moment. Um, so I said, in this book, Mickey has encountered numerous adversities and he desires a solution to all of them. Would you rather get answers about your girlfriend's disappearance or would you rather get answers about your father's death? Um, I would probably say get like answers about my father's death because I believe in the same family over everything. I definitely agree with that. I'm very close to my family and although my girlfriend would be a close one to me, I have to go with my father because it just, I wouldn't be able to live not knowing what happened to him. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I think that, um... I would use my father simply because, especially Miss Mickey's position, he already has a lot of informa- information on his girlfriend's disappearance, where as his father's, he really doesn't have that much. And like you guys said, family over everything. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I'd much rather figure out what happened with my family than my friends. Well, that's important. Family kind of overrules that for me. 
All right, Lainey, let's hear your would you rather. Um, so for my would you rather, this is like about Mickey's experiences. I put would you rather save Ashley but end up being captured yourself by like all the bad people that are dealing with that or lose Ashley but be safe for yourself. I think Mickey would have a really hard time choosing that. I mean, mm, he, I feel like he would almost want to be captured himself because he really feels for other people and he makes, he does what he can to make sure that everyone feels safe and stuff. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think him being the person he is, he would be able to live with that considering how many people he's lost in his life. I agree with all of you, but in my personal opinion, for me, I would definitely um, ensure my own safety because even though I do care about a lot of people, I feel like she's, she wouldn't be as significant or like a, a significant other wouldn't be like that important to me than my own well-being. I could see that. Those were some yeah, amazing... Those were some amazingly developed questions and descriptive responses. Um, now let's switch gears and move into some different questions. Adversity is an immense part of our lives. With every decision we make, we choose to put ourselves on a certain path. These paths could lead to a beautiful beach where some beams on your face as you lay in the sand, or it could lead you to a thunderstorm where your clothes are dripping from the heavy rain as it run down, runs down your body. Do you guys think it's a given that experiencing trauma, tragedy, or adversity will yield resilience? Or are there times that terrible things happen and people don't get stronger or bounce back? Why and where could you see this in the real world? I definitely think there's times where people aren't able to recover because personally I have multiple friends who've lost one of their parents or loved ones and some of them have had a really hard time recovering and getting back to the normal life and some of them were able to just move back into it and gain knowledge and got stronger from it i can relate to that i've actually lost someone they couldn't bounce back from whatever they had going on um but i believe that most people are able to bounce back and yield resilience however there are some times when people aren't mentally strong enough to do so and when this happens we in the real world, we'll often see like depression or sometimes even people take their own lives because they just can't, they just think that things won't get better. I'm sorry to hear about that. But um, for me, I agree with both of you. I think that um, it really depends on like the circumstances or the significance of the adversity and the type of people dealing with this. Um, different people have their own strengths and weaknesses and no one is really the same. And I feel like if it depends on, or it depends on the person's personality and intelligence in, in that moment of time, if they're persistent and persevering, they will most likely not fall into a hole of despair versus if they're irresolute and hesitant, they will most likely fall into that hole or try to take an unsuccessful shortcut. For example, like in the book, and I know this is in real life too, but in the book, um, Mickey's mother becomes like a drug addict um, after her husband's death, and instead of trying to mourn and grieve with Mickey, she tries to escape the pain by using, and still to this point of the book, she's recovering and still has to face her adversities. I really like how you related that back to, bo 
back to the book. That was a really good connection. Lainey, do you have anything you want to add? Um, yeah, sorry I left there, my internet went out, but anyway, for that question, I put, you don't always bounce back from adversity. Most people do, but it just takes a lot of time. And yeah, you guys added a lot of really good points there. Thank you. Relating to what we said about people not being strong enough to bounce back, what does it take to overcome adversity? For this one, let's try and think of something that it takes in the real world and connect it to something Mickey or Ima and all the other characters might have done in the book. Just as Frankie said, she was talking about how, um, like, Mickey's mom fell into an addiction and she just couldn't really bounce back. And I think that was a really good point. I think to overcome adversity, you really have to believe that everything's going to be okay in the long run because if you don't show resilience and stop believing in yourself you just can't come back from that yeah and i think it takes a lot of determination like if you have no drive or motivation to face your problems you just simply won't you kind of just fall in deep yeah unfortunately exactly and i think it takes courage as well because without courage like people like Ima and Mickey would be in fear to face their adversities, and they would probably eventually fall into like a whole depression and anxiety. Yeah, those were really good points. Um, this question gets a bit more personal. How do you respond to adversity? Maybe it's when you make a mistake, or when you fail at something, or even when you're uncomfortable. Personally, when I make a mistake, I become embarrassed. <laughs> Although making mistakes is not a bad thing, rather something you can learn from and improve upon, I just feel stupid. <laughs> um, but after some time passes and I think about my mistake, I'm able to show some resilience and bounce back, convince myself that I will do better next time and I won't make the same mistake. And I think doing so really shapes me as a person. What about you guys? I had something very, very similar to that. When I make a mistake, I usually am embarrassed, but I try to keep that in because I know that I'm going to learn from that and not make that mistake the next time. I respond to adversities in several different ways, and it depends on like the types of challenges that I would have to face or like adversities. So, like for example, um, when I'm facing like academic adversities. I tend to have anxiety issues, but I remember that I have to take things one step at a time, and I feel like that really helps. But like when I'm facing um, social challenges, I tend to become more embarrassed and fall into a poor state of mind. But at the end of the day, I remember to stay positive and face challenges head on. Yeah, like, when I make a mistake, like you guys all said, I just get, like, embarrassed and anxious, and then I just take, like, a second, like, regather myself, and then learn from the mistake and keep going. Yeah, I think that's a really strong skill that a lot of people are able to develop over time. <laughs> um, our podcast is coming to an end, but the last thing I want to discuss is music. Um, music is often used as a way for artists to express the way they feel, and the emotions they are experiencing. Because of this, there are often hidden messages within songs. If you had to pick some songs to describe any part of Shelter, what would that song be and why? 
I would pick Don't Stop Believing, not only because it's a good song to me, but because if Mickey had stopped believing throughout the entire book, he would have just gone completely in the dark, not knowing what happened to any of his loved ones. That is a really good one. I didn't think of that at all, but that really relates. Yes, for sure. I mean, that is really good. For me, I said the song about No Role Models by J. Cole, and like the chorus says, No Role Models, and I'm here right now, No Role Models to speak of, searching through my memory, my memory, I can find one. And I feel like this lyric really correlates the shelter by explaining that the main character, which is Mickey, doesn't really have anybody to look up to because his father passed away and his mother is a recovery addict, yet he still made it this far in his life. And like the song intends, Mickey is strong and dedicated. And he had no one to really help him throughout this part of his life. And he accomplished so many good things independently. That was a really good connection. I like that one. Me too. Yeah, these are like all really in-depth. <laughs> For the song that I picked, I would have to go with How to Save a Life. I forgot the band name. But because in the beginning, he's like thinking of what he could have done to like help his dad, how he can help his mom, what happened to Ashley, and that all just really connects. That's a really good one. I feel like that really correlates from the book. I love how we can just take the most random songs, good or bad, and relate it back to the book. That's really cool. Um, the first song, I actually have two that I chose to share, I guess. Um... The first song I used to describe Shelter is Trainwreck by James Arthur. Um, James, within James's song, he basically talks about how his life is a mess and how he needs to be saved. Um, this reminded me of Mickey and his trauma because his father is presumed to be dead. His mother is losing her battle with addiction and his girlfriend has been taken. Um, speaking of Ashley, <laughs> the title of Billie Eilish's song, All Good Girls Go to Hell, really reminded me of her. Um, Ashley is an innocent teen girl who was just trying to pay off her mother's debt and got up, caught up in what seems like a trafficking situation. Um, and Ashley, along with all the other girls that are being caught up in Buddy, Buddy's raised business, are quote-unquote going to hell because bad things are happening to these good people. Those are two really good connections. I like both of those. Me too, and I feel like she kind of, well, kind of correlating to the song, I feel like she kind of sold her soul to, like, Buddy Ray, even though that wasn't really her choice, it was kind of her mother's choice. I feel like she kind of did, and she's kind of trapped me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> well, guys, our podcast has come to an end. I can't believe it's already been three weeks. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Reading Shelter While Sheltered. I'm this week's host, Lizzie Sabatina, and I hope you guys all have a wonderful night. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.